All right, you're sitting in your seat. I know. I know. I was proud of it, too. I'm like, look. (laughs) You're look, I'm here. (laughs) Literally, like, three after the reactions in a row, you start to get up. To be fair, some of them are on purpose. Also, what was this? Were you swimming? I guess, yeah. I don't really know what I was doing, to be honest. I was just excited. Before we get started, the pig's back. The pig is back. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh... We took the Christmas decoration down. And by Christmas decoration, I mean this one board that said, like, ha- Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays. Yeah, yeah. And then it had our two, like, small stockings with CNA. <laughs> and you and I looked at each other. We're like, we have to bring this back every holidays. Like, oh, yeah. Even, like, I'm going to be, we're going to be changing locations in, like, a few months. Not soon, mm-hmm. but in a few months. And you and I already talked about, like, oh, we have to keep the same minimalistic decorations. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's just something that... It's just kind of funny to us. It's like our own weird little punk rock thing that we try to do. It definitely started out of necessity. This is not like we always wanted a better set, but we're like, it's kind of fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. And now we're kind of just cool with it, you know? Yeah. You know, like I mentioned, like you had like not bad or good, but you had like no expectations. Yeah. yeah. You didn't know what this movie was going to be. I kind of had the same feeling. I was excited that it was a Top Gun parody and... Because people are aware that I'm a huge Top Gun fan, both of the original and the recent sequel, whenever I mention Top Gun or talk about it, everyone's like, have you seen Hot Shots? You would love it. Mm. You know? So it's like, finally, I've completed the circle. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know until, like, right before we shot that this is directed by, what's his name, Jim Abrams? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that is directed by him. So as soon as I saw that in the credits... And because um, I know he wrote it, I think ahead of time. Yeah. But as soon as his name came up as a director too, I was like, "Oh, okay, cool. We're in safe hands." By the way, <laughs> I feel like the way movies work, a lot of people who write movies they write it ahead of time. That's kind I of just. I I always thought that's like how it worked, but maybe I'm wrong. I'm not like the writer. You you went to a screenwriting school. I'm I'm sorry, you guys. You know he does this sometimes. Well, yeah. But I, I, <laughs> I okay, I'm gonna look up his name real quick. Okay. So the the guy's name that he's looking up obviously is the guy that we just almost broke our stomachs laughing at. Like I think, it just just stole the show. Every scene he was in, it was just killing it. Lloyd Bridges. Okay, okay. So what else has he been in? I mean, he was in Airplane. Let me look up his. Does he have his filmography on like Wikipedia? Oh, right there. Go down. Okay, right there. Yeah. Okay. So anything we've seen? Dang, he goes all the way back to the thirties. Go all the way down and then go up. Go up, yeah, from the top. Yeah. He's done a lot of work. Uh, uh, he was in Hot Shots 2. <laughs> which is Hot Shots Part Duh. I, I, I love that title. Hot Shots Part Duh is one that I've been recommended too. Yeah. Oh, I, he was in the second airplane too. Okay, okay. Oh, he was in the first airplane. Oh, we already knew that. Yeah, yeah. It a bad time to quit smoking. Yeah, he has... The first airplane, the thing about it is that like he has amazing lines and he has amazing scenes... But so does, like, everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> and Leslie Nielsen obviously has, like, a quote that's on the AFI most, like, memorable quotes or whatever. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the poster. The poster just popped up, like, on our TV for Hot Shots, <laughs> and it's him holding a missile. And it says, To Saddam with Love USA. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I know. It, it reminded me, his role, um, Lloyd Bridges' role, it reminded me a little bit of the police chief dude from Police Academy. Remember how there was that one really weird, quirky, like... Oh my god, was that him? No, was no, 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 it wasn't, no, it wasn't played no, by him. No, but I know what you're talking about. Yes. I just was like, oh my god, that's very similar. Yeah, but this one it was like way funnier, though. Like almost every scene, both of us were like, couldn't breathe. 
<laughs> yeah, because uh, I think I kept saying this through the reaction. There was like 10 jokes in each scene. Yeah. Like, in each scene that he was in. Like, it was just stuffed. Um, I, I, like, I think... What was, like, I'm thinking of my favorite ones. Obviously, there's the binoculars one that's really good. But yeah. every time he hit his head, it was funny to me. <laughs> no, no, no. The best joke is when he's looking at a photograph. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was just Look at them. They're all still. Roy? Roy? <laughs> he's like yelling at him. I'll send him a note. <laughs> Remind me to send him a note. He's having Francine write a letter to someone the next time you touch my wife. <laughs> I, I was scrolling through Instagram reels, as you do, and there's a clip from some Frank Drebin scene, you know, from... Um, Naked you know, Gun. From Naked Gun. So the I first Naked Gun. It was either the first Naked Gun or it was from, um, you know, uh, Police Squad. I couldn't... Rem- like, I didn't remember if okay. this was in the movie or not, but it was when Frank Drebin was telling his partner guy, I forget his name, Okay. but when he was saying, like, you know, what do you think they come around there for? He's like, sex, Frank? And he's like... No, thank you. Not now. <laughs> but like in the most like Leslie Nielsen way. Like. There's another. There's another police academy. Like I think this is this is from the TV show. Uh huh. Someone shared it on Twitter. A police squad. Police squad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where uh, someone asked Frank Drebin, Frank, how'd you get in here? <laughs> He's like, I'm a locksmith. And I'm a locksmith. Oh, he said, who are you and how'd you get in here? Yeah, like, I I'm fucked it up. He's like, who are you and how'd you get in here? I'm a locksmith and I'm a locksmith. <laughs> like, and he says it completely dry. <laughs> bingo. <laughs> he takes out the form of bingo. Sorry, I don't want this after the reaction to be just us listing the jokes, but like, goddamn, these movies are funny. <laughs> yeah, I think these movies are extremely hard to pull off for many reasons. One is, for these type of movies to work, you gotta actually stuff them with jokes. Yeah. Like, every second has to be a joke. It's And that in itself, for it to work, is so hard. On top of that, what makes these movies great is that there's a level of craftsmanship put into it. It feels like a movie. And the reason I say that, and, is it, and if you've heard me talk about comedies at all, yeah. you've always heard me say the same thing. Comedies nowadays are shot in the shittiest ways. Um, the only recent comedy that I can think of that was shot well was Theater Camp. Okay, okay, which I haven't seen yet. And, like, No Hard Feelings came out, which I thought was good, and it was a good return to the studio comedy. Looks shitty. It look, it's shot very poorly. And sometimes I feel like nowadays comedies aren't treated as, like, with the same level of respect that movies should be treated as. Yeah. And when I watch these old movies that are old comedies, like the Mel Brooks stuff, the Abram Zucker mm-hmm. stuff... That's the first thing I noticed. How many times have you and I were watching this movie? We were like, oh my god, look at that stunt work. No. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think um, we go into a lot of detail about that during our airplane podcast. So since you're on this channel, feel free to go check that out. It's an older episode, and that's like a lot of what we explore. But we do have a very strong affinity for these types of movies. I felt that way with Monty Python, too, with how much love they put into the animated sequences, too. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, when you watch Monty Python, it feels like it was shot during that time. Yeah. Like, the way they... They shot it, and also, like, the way, like, when you're making comedies for the big screen, or just, or as, like, a movie in general, it's a visual medium. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes people forget that, you know what I mean? But it is a visual medium, and so when you see, like, when you see, like, John Cryer's glasses have, like, little fishes because he's been crying so much... (laughs) A prop department had to work hard to build something. Yeah, like that. yeah exactly. <laughs> and like the sizzling stomach with the oh bacon and God. eggs. I know, dude. That part. I mean, you saw. I was like howling, laughing. 
Yeah, I honestly didn't expect both of us to be, like, convulsing, like, the way we did yeah. at certain points. <laughs> I know. Charlie Sheen was really funny in this, too. You really know? funny. I think what what really works is that, like, he's, uh, especially during this time, he was, like, the handsome strapping lad, you know what I mean? And it was, like, he looked really good. And it was a perfect, like, I look like a movie star, and if I'm in, but I look, like, kind of, like, too handsome. Mm. And so that's why I kind of feel like it works, where he's, yeah. like, playing into it. I honestly feel like that's why Carrie Elwes works so well, too. Because Carrie Elwes looks like this f- smooth, good-looking guy, but there's always a little bit of, like, there's something up with him. Yeah, he's a little <laughs> cheeky. <laughs> yeah, Charlie Sheen is hard to talk about, right? I mean, the, yeah. the guy's insane. Yeah, I know. He's, he, yeah. Completely. It's safe to say. I have no qualms about that. Yeah. It's funny. We're going to be doing uh, Ferris Bueller soon. We're going to be doing a oh, podcast yeah. on Ferris Bueller soon. Charlie Sheen has a very, like, important scene in there that it kind of, like, I feel like broke him a little bit, right? Like, in terms of breaking him out. Like, that was a scene where it was just like, who the fuck is that guy? That's true. Yeah, I didn't even think. I forget he's in that movie. He became a big sitcom actor with John Cryer with Two and a Half Men, but we forget that, I mean, he was, like, a movie star. Yeah. With, like, Wall Street. Remember Wall Street? Yeah, I didn't see it, but I know that one, yeah. Wall Street's a good movie. You know what's a bad movie? Wall Street Never Sleeps. Is, it, is that the one with Shia LaBeouf? Yeah, it still has Michael Douglas in it. Okay. But it's Shia LaBeouf, and that's a bad one. Is it bad, you know? <laughs> Hot Shots Part 2, from what I've heard, is a Rambo parody. That's what I've seen when I typed in, because, like, I was going to make the Patreon post mm-hmm. to announce it. I typed in, like, Hot Shots, and I was looking up GIFs or different things. And I always... I'm apprehensive when I when it, we do these comedies because when I look it up, I always I don't want to be spoiled on anything. Yeah, of course. But I saw a lot of Rambo imagery, and I remember thinking like, "Is this? Do, is there like a whole scene that's Rambo?" But and then I once I looked through the posters, I saw the sequel was Rambo. So it's like, "Oh, those are just from the sequel." Yeah, this is like it's just probably just going to be focusing on one movie. I don't know. Was this? I don't even know if this movie was like a hit when it came out. I know it's a huge like c- classic among like you know just. Comedies and everything. And what? Yeah. Wait, what year did this movie come out? Ninety um, one. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so yeah, look up like how much it made in the box office. Oh, yeah, no, it was a huge hit. Budget was twenty six million and made one hundred eighty one point one million. This is Wikipedia too, so maybe the numbers are not right. But goddamn, yeah, wow, wow, <laughs> like God, man, why aren't comedies in theaters? What the fuck is right? Like. I say this all the time, but, like, isn't it just, like, that's the one genre that just, that and horror just makes sense. It just spits out money. It just makes sense. People want to laugh in a theater. Yeah. What the fuck happened? Yeah, I mean, it's getting why better. They, but why don't it's they... It's getting better. I hope so. I hope, like, I hope we get more. But it's just, like, I don't, I truly don't understand it. Like, we always talk about horror mm-hmm. and how, like, oh, the reason why horror movies still do well in theaters because that's a genre that's never going to die. Because, like, teenagers are still going to want to go on a weekend to go see a horror movie because it's fun to see that with an audience. Comedies are like that, too. When a comedy movie comes out in theaters, like, when Theater Camp came out, everyone was like, I want to go see this. No hard feelings. I want to go see this. Yeah. Now, No Hard Feelings, I know, underperformed a little bit, but still better than I thought it would. And it kind of proved that it's like, yeah, people want to laugh together. Yeah, there's still a, there's a niche for it, you know. People it's, enjoy it. What like I genuinely do not know why that stopped. Like like straight hardcore comedies, for sure. Because yeah. nowadays they're always like kind of hybrids or blends. Or no, things. no, I want jokes. Like yeah. I want actual jokes, not like a dramedy. You know, I don't want like an A twenty four dramedy. I want like <laughs> I want Judd Apatow shit. I want this is the end. I want super bad. I want like. 
you know, g- give me funny people even. Give me something. Sure, sure. Why do you think I like Adam Sandler so much? Because you know what he did for like years? Is Straight comedies. comedies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, John Cryer, you know what's funny is he was in L.A. Noir for a little bit. That video game. Really? Yeah. What did he do? What did he play? I a witness of some sort. I barely remember, but I've seen that little clip. I can imagine him as a witness. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, the whole... This is kind of a side tangent, but, you know, the whole cool, innovative technology that L.A. Noir had was they had a bunch of cameras set up around the actors, and while they recorded, their facial expressions were, like, exactly as they went. Because part of the gameplay of L.A. Noir is you're a detective and you have to study their, you know, if they seem nervous or if they're lying. Is this, like, really early 2000s? It was, like, 2011 or something like that. Oh, okay, okay. So it, it was really innovative for the time. Nowadays, it's pretty casual. Common? Yeah. But at the time, that was, like, a lot. And you can see when their lips moved, it's exactly how they spoke. Okay. It looked really cool. But anyway, he's clearly in it because it's his face. Right. So it's kind of cool. It's just fun fact for listeners you know that's a game you've brought up a lot to me it's a cool game i haven't played it in such a long time but i do miss that game. but it feels like it's been like it's a memorable one for you <laughs> I, I beat that game probably like three or four times as a kid interesting yeah. did you ever watch two and a half men no i have never i might have watched like one episode in screenwriting school <laughs> and, but i i never sat down and watched it like on my own it was on TV a lot, so like, and it used to sometimes you'd go to the gym and it's just on. Like it's that's true. Yeah, I, I want to say I've seen two and a half men on at the gym too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just like it's playing all the time, yeah. and that's kind of how I watch it. Like if it was on at home and I had nothing else to watch, I'd put it on and I'd laugh every now and then. But it was never like a big show for me. I know it went on for a while and it had it had its admirers when it was on. Um, I remember a specific moment where. Uh, we were me and my couple of friends. We went like like in one of those real like go karting places that like genuine go karting, not kitty go karting. But it's like you gotta wear a helmet and sign up and everything. And while we were waiting for our turn on the TV, two and a half men were playing, mm. and the audio wasn't there. It was just TV with subtitles, right? And we were watching it, and we're like, "Is that fucking two and a half men?" And this was two years ago. I'm like two and a half men's playing the Charlie Sheen seasons. Like, what the fuck is going? Does anyone know <laughs> um, the Charlie Sheen season? I forget he was replaced with Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, and there's a sequence where like one of Charlie Sheen, I like I barely caught the context of it, but you know Charlie Sheen's character is a big player. You know he's ladies man, and there's a girl that's kind of like passed out in his bed, and he doesn't know who she is, and he's trying to get her out of the house. So he asks John Cryer to help drag that girl out of the house, and me and my like friend were just like. Yeah, this is why you don't play two and a half men in a fucking go-karting scene. The Charlie Sheen seasons? Oh, like, God. Yeah, I mean, it's... A, it's. I'm not going to say it's a shame, because I wasn't a huge Charlie Sheen fan, but it's yeah. like, it's kind of wild, man. It, two and a half men is such like a dated early 2000s sitcom, and Charlie Sheen is insane. <laughs> <laughs> and rants, you know? Right. I know. I haven't seen Charlie Sheen in enough stuff, to be honest. Like I said, I never watched two and a half men. I saw him in Scary Movie 3... That's about the only Charlie Sheen comedy I've ever seen, besides this one now. And Scary Movie 3 is when, like, the Abrams started, like, doing them, right? I think their finger... I know Leslie Nielsen was in it. I want to say maybe one of them No, because I I think it was Abrams, because I think the Wayne brothers stopped after two. Yeah. Which is kind of just dope. That they were just like... And that the first two are the best ones, and that's where they ended. (laughs) Um... But, yeah, he's good. I mean, so Charlie Sheen's pretty good in uh, Scary Movie 3, which makes me be like, oh, it makes sense why he's really good in these broad comedies. He plays it so straight. He really fits with the the Abrams sense of humor, for sure. 
Because you you wouldn't be able to buy him as just like a regular action hero, like yeah. in a just straight movie like that. You need him to have a little bit of like sauce on the ball, you know? Yeah, what I, mean? <laughs> I know, right? You know, Leslie Nielsen plays the president in Scary Movie Three. Did you know? Did you know that? Uh, I think so. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it fits perfectly. There's like a bit. I think this is on the fourth one where he's at the United Nations and he's kind of confused in where he is, and he's like, "So we're here at the uh, un." <laughs> so stupid the UN <laughs> ah damn man so I was gonna say we haven't done a comedy like this in a while but we literally just his- did History of the World part yeah. 2 part 1 and um, I'm like thinking I think this year we really want to start going back to doing a lot like a lot more comedies again we, uh, to be frank, like there was a while where we were like, "Have we run out?" But there's still a good list of stuff we can do. Yeah, no, I honestly, like I said, like I really enjoyed History of the World, but it did not make me laugh like this movie did. Yeah, which is surprising. I genuinely like if you took me back in time a couple months and said, "Which one do you think will make you laugh more?" I mean, the Spanish Inquisition was just like I think th- I, that one really made me laugh a lot, but. Nothing that was, like, belly laugh like this. This was, like, I it hurt my chest at some point. Yeah, I know. So it was a really pleasant surprise. But, like, you know, we haven't even talked about this fucking hour and 24 minutes. Yeah, I know. I know. 84-minute 84, 84 movie? Yeah, we don't talk about it enough on, on the podcast or in, in, you know, I don't know, in other places. But we get kind of excited when we get to watch a short movie sometimes, like... For, watch... uh, for obvious reasons, because it gets tiring when you're doing, like, loud commentary for, like... I mean, boohoo, we get to watch movies for a living. But, like, at the same time, it, it, it does get kind of tiring when you're going on for a while. Yeah, and, and the edit, too. The editing, yeah. That's um, the biggest thing, at least. It takes, like, an extra chunk of time to edit. Even if it's only, like, another half hour longer than the average movie length, it's, like, another couple days of editing sometimes. A hundred percent. And so, like, when we saw this was an hour and 24 minutes, and we knew, like, we just shot a podcast earlier today, and we knew it was going to be a double shoot, we were like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> And it helped that it was funny as hell. Yeah, flew right by that time, so that's always nice. Yeah, like, I love... I'm a huge fan of long movies, but, like, I kind of, like... I think we've lost the art of keeping movies tight as possible. Yeah. Especially, like, nowadays everything's either a miniseries, where it's just, like... It's the reason why I can't watch all television, because everything's 45 minutes long, eight episodes. I'm like, what are we doing here? (laughs) And I'm like, for a comedy, this is just the perfect length. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it was Judd Apatow, it would be like two and a half. <laughs> I know, right, dude? His movies are beasts sometimes to watch. But this was great. So thank you guys so much for joining us in this After the Reaction. We really appreciate you. Thank you so much to our patrons, as always, for supporting us. Last but not least, stay nice, dudes.